Good morning, party people. It is March the 8th, 2022, and the time here in Egypt is 6.51 a.m. I will have y'all know that after hitting my snooze button twice, I woke up at 6.19, jumped up, put on my clothes, brushed my teeth, did not put on a bra, put on a sweatshirt, grabbed a, my keys, and ran out the door after making sure that I was supposed to be on duty at 8 o'clock. I get outside. No buses are in the parking lot. <laughs> I look up at the sky. And I'm like, is this the 8 o'clock sky? And then something tells me to look at my clock again. It is like 6.30. So I just calmly turn around and come back to the room. And uh, realize I didn't even put on a bra. I thought I was late to work, y'all. I thought I was late to work. I had insomnia this morning. I went to bed at around 9.30, And then I woke up at like 3 o'clock. Actually, it was 3.33 to be exact because I took it as a sign. And I started reading. And... And I listened to a seven-minute meditation podcast. And at the end of the podcast, the guy was like, Now you're up and you're alive. It's five. And you're feeling good for... I mean, this whole, like, energy level thing. And I was like, I really don't need to be listening to this because I need to be trying to go to sleep. And I do not know when I finally dozed off. But I woke up thinking it was 8 o'clock. I looked at my clock with my glasses on and misread that 6, 4, and 8. So I know when I get back home, I need to go get my eyes checked. Well, Kamika, why are you so sleepy? Why are you going to go to bed? Because yesterday was the shortest, longest day I've had this week so far. And by that, I mean it's finals week. And as y'all know, during finals week, the teachers, we only have to report to campus for tutoring sessions and proctoring. And yesterday from 1 to 2.30, I proctored the French exam for my sixth graders. Just a class, not a whole like gym full of kids, nothing major. But when I tell you those last, like, 15 minutes of that test, you know, most of the kids are done, you know, by the end. And they start getting anxious. They start playing and talking. And it's a constant back and forth of be quiet. And who, you know, in the bathroom thing. So they're trying to tell me, Miss Kamika, you can send two kids at a time. And I'm like, no, I can't. It's testing can't have all y'all in the hallway like that 
And then one little kid, my little Libra. That's what I'm going to start calling her. My little Libra, she's a troublemaker. She was done, had been done. I mean, had been done. But she was doing what we call revisions, which is when you're just looking over your test, making sure that you did, (laughs) that you filled in all the bubble holes right, and that you're sure that you're sure. Everybody is done except my little Libra. And we all waiting because I was going to meet Tanya Pinkins at Khan El Khalili. Now, I just said two things that you're like, who and what? Some of y'all are like, wait a minute. Did you just say, and where the fuck did you say you was going? Yes. The actress who I in my opinion, is like super, super, super underrated at this point. Underrated. The Tanya Pinkins um, was touring Africa, and we had already met one time. I met her last week, and um, we decided to meet again so we could get a picture and just kind of hang out. So I was telling her that I couldn't get out before 2.15, But, little, but my little Libra was like, no, Miss Spencer, you're not going to get out until like 2.30, 2.38. So I get out of the test finally, and I had to um, come back up to my room to grab my backpack. My first Uber driver canceled. Now, let me tell y'all why I'm, I was so tired, because A, I don't really get out by myself a lot well I have been lately um I've been having to like have these talks with myself to just like go get an uber go into the city hang out which is why that's how I ended up going to the x speaks that's how I ended up going to the podcast festival and that's how I ended up in Khan El Khalili yesterday now Khan El Khalili is a souk a souk which is like s-o-u-k souk a souk is a marketplace And I know in Dallas, Texas, there is nothing even close to what the Con El Khalili is. And that that is it. I met the Tanya Pinkins in the Con El Khalili yesterday, honey. So the, the, the Con El Khalili is a part of the Souk Marketplace down in Cairo. And it is huge let me say that again huge (laughs) and so my first uber driver i don't know where he was going but he was like five minutes from me and then i looked down and he was like 10 minutes from me so i canceled him and i get another uber driver who takes me down and he's trying to take me directly to the Khan El Khalili entrance now. I had only been to Khan El Khalili once with a group of teachers who knew where they were going, who knew what they were doing. So when we get down there, I'm in this Uber, y'all, and we're on these streets that are so narrow. Two cars cannot go down them simultaneously. 
and it's people on bikes it's those little bitty like um I want to call them tam-tams, but that's not what they're called. It's those little bitty cars. It's um, people on horses. And we're like barely like crawling down these streets. And we're turning from one to the other. But because I remember the design on the fortress wall, I knew where we kind of where we were. So we get down to this, we finally get to like a, a a street to where I can actually open my car door. And the Uber driver lets me out. And I start looking around and I just start walking because I'm like, I can't be far. And Tanya is waiting for me. She had been waiting for me for like two hours. But it was she had decided to go early, which was fine. But at a time when I should have arrived she's now waiting like an extra 30 45 minutes for me and I get out and realize I have gotten out of this uber this man has let me out of this uber on the other fucking side of the souk and I'm not even near the car in El Khalili entrance now it took me about seven or eight minutes maybe 10 to realize that after walking and walking into like several like dead ends (laughs) but I just started breathing because I was like you in it um now let me tell you another thing that got me through this y'all okay so when I went to the podcast festival I did not take my vax card were you supposed to take your vax card Kamika yes I was but Egypt is a funny place where some places they say bring your vax card and you show up and you don't need your vax card. Then there are places where they're like, you don't need your vax card. It's nowhere in the information and you get to the door and they're like, you need vaccination card. So I didn't take it. I was like, I don't know. I'm not going to take it. So I only have one. And if I don't have to take it, I ain't going to take it. Well, I get down to the podcast festival and I need my Vax card. Now, I get to one of the entrances and the guy's like, bookstore. So at first I was like, yeah, just let me in. So he lets me in and when I try to bypass the bookstore to go to the podcast festival, he's like, no, bookstore. (laughs) So I'm like, oh, okay. So I'm telling him, no, I'm trying to get to the podcast festival. So he gives me my ID back and he points me around the corner. Go around the corner where the entrance is to the podcast festival, which is funny because, (laughs) y'all, the podcast festival is on the campus at the American University Center at Cairo. At the American University at Cairo. And literally, these entrances are around the corner from each other into the same campus. Y'all hear me? Same campus. So, I decide, well, I don't have my Vax card, so I'm not going to waste a whole day. I'm not going to get back in an Uber. Let me go back into the bookstore. Which bookstores is my shit anyway, so I'm going to the bookstore and hang out. And ultimately, I do get into the podcast festival. 
but while I'm in this bookstore, there's all these books on Egypt, all these books on on politics and you know random stuff. It's a campus bookstore, and I mosey upstairs where there are more books on politics and Egypt. And there is one single hand copy of Fifty Cent's book, The Fiftieth Law. Now, why is that important? Because about three weeks ago, I had decided that I needed to start focusing on my logic. I'm not a really logical person. Like, I don't use my head to make a lot of decisions. I use my heart to make a lot of decisions. So, I had a cookbook, an Egyptian cookbook, and I bought another book. Oh, an African folktales book. And I walk out with this 50 Cent, the 50th Law book. Now, this book was published in 2009. That was in the UK. The the American edition came out in like 2013. So it was weird to me that, that, that I hadn't read the book because I had gotten out of reading. But since I've gotten back to Egypt, I've gotten back to reading. I pick up this book. I get home, start reading it, and it's all about where I have set myself, which is focusing on logic and not making emotional decisions. So why is that important? Because when I get down to the souk and I realize I'm lost, I don't get emotional. I just stop. I literally stop in the middle of this huge-ass marketplace. Try to remember the language. Try to remember sights that I saw when I first visited the place. And I just start walking. And I start asking people. This I, just, I don't ask them. But I start finding people who look like people I can ask. And I just start saying, Nagib Mafuz. Now, Nagib Mafuz. Nagib Mafuz is a famous writer here in Egypt. He's a Pulitzer Prize winning writer has written over he's written more books than probably him and Eric Jerome Dickey probably have written a lot of books because I know Eric Jerome Dickey had a lot of books and I finally started first you know the people I'm asking they're like they have no idea you know they don't even know and I'm like um El Fashawi um Nagig Mafu's Cafe um El Khalili first couple of people were like, can't help me, can't help me, can't help me. Um, I then find a guy who like, he was like, Nagib Mafu's Cafe? I'm like, Iowa. And he points me back towards where I had come from. But he also says, um, Shemel. So I know Shemel means right, like turn right. So I, Shokran, and eventually I make it to Connell Khalili entrance. And when I get into the entrance, now one of my coworkers had already told me earlier that day, once you get to Connell Khalili, just say the name Nagig Mafuz. Nagib Mafuz. And they'll know exactly. And she was right. Like, as soon as I said it, men are pointing me directly. 
to the cafe and I go into the cafe, which I realized I had already been to that cafe. I just did not know it was the Nagig Mafu's Cafe. I'd even taken a picture of it, like taking a picture of the the sign outside the wall. Well, this cafe was a cafe that Nagig Mafu's frequented a lot when he um, was alive. And it's a very, very well-known cafe. So I get in there, and Sister Tanya's sitting patiently. She's waiting on me. She's like, calm down. Because I was running. By this time, I'm running. Because, y'all, she's waiting on me, and I just didn't like that feeling. Once again, the feeling. So I get in, and <clears throat> I settle myself down and hug Tanya's neck. And just she's, she has the prettiest face. She's the prettiest brown face. I've seen in a long time. Just pretty, just uh, just pretty brown face. And anyway, we we settle ourselves. We talk. Uh, we take our picture, <laughs> and we decide to go out into Connell Khalili. But her ankle was hurting because she had been she had already been out there all day. So I was like, I'm not gonna keep her out here. I can call, always come back because I was gonna shop. Like we were gonna shop and walk around. We did a little bit of walking around. She bought some fabric. And um, we spent all of maybe like an additional 30 minutes out there. And it's getting dark. So I tell her I don't want to be out here after dark. And she has to catch a plane at like 1 a.m., something like that. So we proceed to find a place to catch Ubers. So when you walk out of Connell Khalili, if you don't cross the street, because I remember where we caught our Uber last time. And... Um, I forgot to cross the street, so I was telling her we gotta walk down. We gotta get across the street, but we gotta get past this gate. Well, there's a gate, and it's like the whole length of the street, so we never get past the gate. <laughs> we end up in front of City Mart, which is right across from <clears throat> we, um, which is right across from the, um, I think it's called the El Hafaz Mosque. And I get my Uber. She gets her Uber. And as soon as she, as soon as she um, schedules her Uber, she loses her signal. My Uber is like 10 minutes away. Well, we spend like six of those minutes trying to get her signal back. So I tell her, let me cancel my Uber. schedule an uber headed to the airport and then i will schedule me an uber and she was like can you do that and i was like yeah i'm sure i can do it and even and i knew i possibly couldn't do it while i had her uber scheduled but i was willing to wait like i had rushed so much that i was still literally y'all the whole time just trying to get my trying to get my um faculties my energy to just like my vibe to just kind of settle and I didn't mind so I cancel the uber schedule her an uber get her into an uber car and Her Uber shows up. So she's like, I got a signal. Now, mind you, she's in my Uber, gone. She's already gone. So she's 
WhatsApping me saying for me to get into her Uber. So I find the guy and I'm like, can you take me back to dreamland? And it's so funny that I live in dreamland. But he's like, no, I'm waiting on another person. I'm like, she's gone. And he's like, I'm waiting on, and I say, Tanya. And he's like, yes, Tanya. I'm like, she's gone. She's in my Uber. And he's like, I can't take you. So I'm standing there watching this dude wait for Tanya. Trying to get to dreamland. I can't, I can't schedule an Uber. But I'm okay with it because the city, the city, the um, city mart where I am, is like a little coffee house. So I was like, if he doesn't pick me up, I'll just sit here and wait until I hear from her. And then I'll get my Uber home. No, it's really no problem. So he finally uh, has to counsel her because she doesn't show up. And he's like calling out for me. And he says he'll take me back to dreamland. I had to pay him a little bit of extra money, but it was no big deal. So I made it back and I get home and I'm, I'm hungry. And I'm just mentally drained, but I'm so thankful. Like, I'm like, I did it. I did it. <laughs> And that day earlier, I had read in 50 Cent's book these exact words. Let me see. I highlighted them. I highlighted a lot of stuff. But what I had um, highlighted was... Let me see if I can find it right quick. It was something about... Going out... It says basically here, in general, looking at people through the lens of your emotions will cloud what you see and make you misunderstand everything. What you want is a sharp eye towards your fellow humans, one that is piercing, objective, and non-judgmental. Moving to a calm, detached inner position to observe events will become a habit and something you can rely on amid any crisis. At those moments in life when others lose their balance, you will find yours with relative ease. And one way of doing that is um, you want to take in as much as possible with your own eyes. you, You communicate with people up and down the chain of command with your organization. You do not draw any barriers to your social interactions. You want to expand your access to different ideas. Force yourself to go to events and places that are beyond your usual circle. If you cannot observe something firsthand, try to get reports that are more direct and less filtered. Or vary the sources so that you can see things from several sides get a fingertip feel for everything going on in your environment the complete terrain so that is what i read he had i had just read that earlier that day like get out and observe with your eyes to train yourself to get out of your heart space so that's what I did I just like drew on that power I drew on that energy and when I got home yesterday I just had a very like satisfied um feeling for what I had done because 
I just didn't get emotional. And the thing that I realized about Tanya is that she's, because she's who she is, when the um, Uber situation happened, she didn't get emotional either. And I really appreciated that because I, as the person who was kind of, I'm not going to say I was hosting her, but I felt responsible for her, you know? And I know she would be like, girl, I'm a grown woman. You don't have to be responsible for me. But you do, you know? When somebody comes to a place that you're supposed to know and y'all are hanging out, if you're real, you feel a sense of responsibility. So I was glad that I was able to help her. But child, let me tell y'all something. The Uber driver that I had put her in the car with He gets all the way to the airport and gets to one of the checkpoints and tells her he don't have an ID so he can't take her to he can't take her into the airport. So she texts me and is like, This guy's putting me out of the the Uber. And I just get mad. I get so mad. I'm like, what the fuck? How does he get her all the way out there? Because I'm following the trip. Anyway, she was able to get into another taxi. She was like, it's okay. Anyway, she made it to the airport at around the same time I made it back to Dreamland. Because my Uber driver, I don't know. I don't know. See, this is the thing. I'm going to have to go back to Connell Khalili by myself and get get a Uber back to Dreamland just to see if the way that this guy went was the quickest way. Because between the traffic and the length of time it took us to get out of Cairo, <clears throat> I'm just not sure if you went and he was following his um he was following his GPS but it was just I felt like I felt like we went across the Nile River twice and then it was just a weird thing but anyway that was my yesterday so I woke up this morning just kind of I'm still tired and um but I can't go excuse me I can't go back to sleep because it's 7:17 and I don't want to be late for uh proctoring I should have known something was up though when I didn't get a phone call because these people here are very much like where's Kamika (laughs) like if if you're supposed to be somewhere at eight o'clock at eight o'clock in 30 seconds they're like where's Kamika so I just I don't know I just didn't process but I'm thankful to be here and I am uh, bringing some more podcasts your way. I'm making some very good decisions about where this uh, podcast is headed. This is episode, I think, 91. So we are um, nine episodes shy of 100. And um, I think I've been worried about the wrong thing. You know, it's, it's way more people who know me than listen to this podcast. And last night... Once again, I had I had made it emotional because I was like, you know, you go through and you be scrolling through your social media and you're looking at people who you know are like, I miss you. I can't wait till you come back. And they're going to ask you all these questions about shit that you've been talking about on the podcast. But I thought about it last night after reading um, a little bit of the book and I realized Kamika just put everything on the podcast. Stop holding back certain things. And begin to develop and nurture this podcast. You're building it. And they will come. And right now. This is not it. This is your one year in Egypt. But I don't know if y'all know this or not. But I have 
This is the second name this podcast have had, has had. I tried to start a podcast before I left, and I just it wasn't really focused. But I knew I wanted to have a podcast, and it's starting to dawn on me what it should be. Now, I'm not ready to reveal that yet, but I no longer have the hang-ups about who's listening. Right now, just like I said when I first started this bad boy, I don't really need nobody to be listening because this is about me. This is about my process. This is about my growth. This is about my transformation. So it's a lot of things happening at one time. And I know some people are here and they want to hear about Egypt. But when I started this podcast, I said, yeah, it's about me. It's about me being in Egypt. It's about me teaching. It's about me seeing if I can actually follow instructions and do the damn thing in the classroom. And it's about my transformation. So right now, that's what's happening in the parking lot. And I'm glad I've reeled myself back in because the people who are listening are the people who can give me the feedback that I'm going to need when I'm standing in an auditorium talking about this experience. Um, So I thank you for listening. I really do thank you and I appreciate you. Um, But I'm also thankful that I'm not hung up on numbers. And I was. I was starting to get hung up on numbers. But this is about quality. This is not about quantity. So as we move forward, know that you are part of the evolution of one year in Egypt. And it doesn't stop here. All right. All right. So now I'm going to go eat a little bit of breakfast and make it to work on time. Be good. Be good. Be good. Be God. Peace.